you? Dia Grieve and welcome to the Irish Songwriters Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you for pressing play on this podcast. My name is Ray Heffernan and you're very welcome to the Irish Songwriters Podcast. Yes, the theme music is back. You avid listeners will notice that the theme music is back today. Why? Because, I don't know, um, I think I was missing it in the last couple. Um, I just like the way it bookends the episodes and it makes it kind of a little island of, of its own. And um, yeah, so anyway, it's back. And um, so are you and so am I. And you're very welcome. Uh, today's a little short one. This is called an IS Pod Mini. If you are a new listener, and I notice there are quite a few new listeners, so you're very welcome. Um, this is called IS Pod Mini, and it's just a little 10-minute, 15-minute episode based on one of the voices that you will have heard in the main episodes of the Irish Songwriters Podcast. One of those newer voices that you will have heard in the last episode, um, which was called Surrounded by Sound, and within we talked about how our surroundings change our writing and how we change our writing in order to better resonate in the cathedral into which we are singing, you know, and we spoke about that and different stuff around it and it went down really well and people seemed to really enjoy it. I certainly enjoyed making it and that was episode four of an eventual seven episodes of the Irish Songwriters podcast. But as I was saying, these little ones are more designed for if you've you know, if you have a 15-minute drive or a bus journey or you're taking the dog for a walk, whatever, you can throw this on and get to know maybe a little bit better one of the voices that you will have heard in the main episodes. Today, one of the newer voices you heard in the last episode was Limerick's Emma Langford. And I spent a bit of time or she spent a bit of time explaining or talking about her song, uh, the Seduction of Eve, which is a beautiful song, and I have a bit of a story about it. Oops. Um, as I was telling you in the last one, I was playing in Schottenfest in Vienna, and I had spent a long time, like six, seven months, kind of wrapped up in my own writing and my own job and my own stuff. Um, that I didn't really notice any new music, and I had kind of lost kind of the grow of it, you know, the, the of discovering new artists and discovering new songs, and the kind of energy that's required to get into that. Um, so I was down in, in Schottenfest, and on the first night, uh, Emma was playing alongside David Keenan and Mundy, so I went down, you know, I had my artist pass, so I went down to see the show, and um, I was sitting there in the audience and Emma started to sing. And in The Seduction of Eve, there's one line that just struck me as beautiful. And the line is, um, I never held him, so I hold him no ill feeling. And I just, there's so much in that, you know, there's so much care and depth of knowledge about the English language and songwriting, the way you can just encapsulate that whole feeling into a few short syllables i never held him so i hold him no ill feeling i think that's beautiful Um, and it really just kind of switched on a light inside me and i found kind of you know i found myself again as as a fan of songs and a fan of songwriting so it kind of switched back on my graph for doing 
this podcast and for getting and discovering new Irish songwriters, you know. So this whole episode is based around Emma Langford's album, Quiet Giant. I have it right here. Hang on a second. I am now holding it in my hand, the vinyl of Emma Langford's Quiet Giant. And it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we could get into the the argument about, um, you know... The, uh, the digital kind of wave of music and how much different an experience it is to have actual vinyl in your hand. And maybe we might do that on another occasion. But um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for, uh, for album art. And I love discovering that side of a record. You know, one of the things that Spotify doesn't give you, you know. Um, so the album is called Quiet Giant, and it's a beautiful little thing. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's a quiet little giant, you know. And um, so I spoke to uh, Emma about its recording and the songs within, and this is a little 10-minute um, IS Pod mini about that. And who better to to de- to explain the process, the writing, and um, her approach to... Uh, to delivering the songs because we kind of extended that idea of you know that we change our songwriting according to the cathedral we're singing into and applied the same logic to you know your social media and your digital representation or whatever you know what I mean where people are listening to to your music so expanding that cathedral into the digital realm or the social media realm and like Emma is somebody who I really admire I never understood you know the um the Instagram the Twitter the Facebook I kind of you know I only ever use Facebook to you know to let a, pe- a lot of people know um quickly where I was playing or if I had new releases or whatever you know so but um but Emma if you if you see her on Instagram she's really got that on point she's really got a great Instagram game and it does give the listener an insight into her life and the life of the writer, you know. So she speaks about that more. So here for you is IS Pod Mini, a part of the Irish Songwriters Podcast, and this is Emma Langford. When I'm writing a song, I kind of I try and be as clear as I can in the images I'm creating. Maybe not with the message I'm trying to say, but with the the imagery I'm creating, I try and be as clear as possible so that the listener is brought somewhere with the song. Quiet child, come sit for a while Wanna try to see if I can make you smile Always seem to be hiding something, making you run Always seem to trap what's on the tip of your tongue You're my little bit of French cuisine, my panel not quite what I had imagined From a guy the like of you Back in the day when we first met I'm sure I really worried you Nowadays our things have changed And we're stuck fast like super glue Kind of a lot of my performance A good chunk of my performance Is the stories I tell about the songs Or is the, the chat in between songs so um, every song has its has a little story, and I like to think about that while I'm writing it and think about, you know, what am I going to tell them about this? How much do I really want them to know? Given day, out in the bubbles in the open 
milkshake made by childish interest Given you just what you saw when I was first addressed Not quite as complicated as we'd like to think Still I feel I'm the ripple that is making you sing So quiet giant, come over and play Come sit upon my track If they make it, you know, out of the woods and into a venue or onto a CD, great. But it's very therapeutic to write without the view, without the goal of, of playing it for anyone, because I think maybe it makes you a bit more honest. But uh, more often than not, I'm writing thinking about the listener and thinking about uh, how I want them to perceive this song or how I want them to understand the message. Or do I want them to understand the message? Quiet, giant, come over and play. Come sit upon my trampoline, do nothing all day. Not a idle nonsense while we stare into blue. Make pictures from clouds just so there's nothing. I think the nice thing with social media is that you can reach your audience in a way that it can be harder to in a in a confined amount of time on the stage. It's a great way to let people know who you are and what you're doing. And I think when people have a sense of who you are and why you're doing what you're doing, they often connect on a deeper level with your songs. So they understand the backstory and they know who the person is behind the songs. Oh my darling man, would you ask me to dance once more? Take my hands in your hands once more. Oh my only dear, would you take me away from here? Would you help me abate my fears? I have dreams of a cotton by the shore I have dreams such dreams so vivid they're real in my mind but to lay with you is all I can do just to find the unbearable lightness of being the unbearable lightness of digital context we find ourselves in at the moment has really dictated our audience a little bit so I myself find while I'm maybe not necessarily reaching the audience I would like to reach I'm also gaining an audience that I wouldn't have otherwise gained so it's an interesting trade-up um, I feel you are compromising quite a bit on the audience you're reaching by using social media to get your music out there a little bit so by that I mean you might have a song that does quite well on YouTube because of the music video, or your song might get on a playlist on Spotify. And so you're gaining these numbers, these optics, that are then dictating the gigs you're getting to play, 
or what you're selected for festival wise or anything like that and it while it might be great numbers it might not necessarily be the ears you actually want to reach so it's an interesting game to play and it's interesting to kind of study how that happens I'm still figuring it out myself I'm only on the scene a relatively short space of time so I'm still figuring it out myself and of course I can't begrudge gaining listeners you know it's great it's lovely to have people listening to my music for whatever reason they're doing it the unbearable lightness of being the unbearable lightness of being of being of being of being some audiences you'll have people come up to you afterwards and say oh this this one lyric I loved that and or uh you know I love the way you put that you know I've really I've felt this way for a long time and I'm, I'm so glad you put it to words so that those instances where someone comes up to me and, and actually has listened so much that they've actually picked out a lyric that they fully get those are the moments when I feel understood um I don't think I'm aiming when I started songwriting, it was to be understood. It was because I felt there was a part of me that wasn't being heard or seen or understood. But now I just do it to tell stories. And if people people like the music, that's great. Um, I'm a vocalist, first and foremost. Um, and people love the sound of that. And that's super. Um, so I'm waiting for that moment, I suppose, when maybe I've written a song that someone else covers. I think that might be a moment when I feel like my, my songs are fully heard or understood or I, or I write a song someone asks me can they can they take the song can they can they have it can, you know that might be a moment when I feel like oh, okay cool someone gets it someone understands that song um so I don't know I'm, maybe I'm waiting for that moment and I I fully feel seen and understood I find it hard so hard to get through the day without worrying and panicking letting time slip away and in my heart there's an angel over putting up with me and he's pushing and he's pulling me through my anxiety and in my mind there's a devil on my shoulder to the end through my worry and my panic saying she's my only friend I find it hard, so hard to get through the day without worrying and panicking, letting time slip away. I find it hard, so hard to get through the day without worrying and panicking. I don't know. I don't know if it's a success. Um, and I probably won't. I, I probably won't until a long way into the future. Um, when I have a clear idea in my own head of what success means. It's taking me time to figure out what it is I actually want um, as a musician and in life as a person. And I think our measure of success changes uh, every day. So releasing the album in the first place made it a success for me. And how well it's done has made it a celebration, you know? Slip away, I find it hard, so hard To get through the day Without worrying and panicking Letting time slip away And I try hard to keep reminded Of the here and the now But 
I'm I'm really happy with who has heard it, and I'm really happy with the people I've met through it, and and this is the opportunities that have arisen because it exists. So I suppose in that regard, yeah, it's a success, and it's got listenership and it's got fans, and it's its own little um, it's its own little entity, and so that's quite nice. It's nice to have that out in the world, something representing me, like. I've made a little musical progeny that's out there <laughs> and people are enjoying it and learning something from it. So yeah, I would call it a success. actually starting into the next project for me to know what I've learned from the past one it won't be until I'm about to make a mistake or maybe even do the same thing again the same way that I'll kind of go you know what no let's try it differently this time I know how that turns out let's let's go a different way this time around so maybe that's what I've learned I'm not sure yet Emma Langford quiet giant a beautiful record a really beautiful, beautiful record. It is, it is exactly that, as I was saying previously. It's a quiet giant, you know. The arrangement is very subtle. She speaks about it, actually, in episode four, surrounded by sound um, of the Irish Songwriters podcast. She speaks about how sometimes it's best to leave the songs alone. And her live set is stunning. She's an incredible vocalist, incredible charisma, and a lovely warmth to her Um Great record, great record, and you can pick that up if you go to emmalangfordmusic.bandcamp.com um, I'm just looking, there's a lot of merchandise and there's new cool t-shirts and lots of stuff, but the record is available there. But if you want to, you can get that um, record as a download if you become one of her patrons on www.patreon.com slash... Emma Langford, you can go there and become a patron to her new record, her new project. How do you feel about that? I've been talking to a lot of artists, as you know, to a lot of songwriters about Spotify and stuff like that and the digital um, advantages or disadvantages that we have um, as songwriters. But um, to invite people into the creative process is something that I'm Mm, I don't know. I'm a bit too precious. I like, um, I don't know, to have full control, and I don't like to invite opinion in as I'm actually in the creative process. Um, and I'm, I would, I would worry that, I don't know, I don't know. It's just a personal thing to invite kind of listeners or fans into the actual creative process. Could me? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's an interesting point of discussion, and I might actually make just an episode of this podcast based on that and um, on, on that discussion. See what people think about it. But anyway, that was um, Emma Langford with Quiet Giant for this IS Pod Mini. 
Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, if you do, please share it. You know, let people know that this is going on. I see that numbers are growing largely due to my, the recent mention on Blind Boys, Blind Boy, Blind Boys podcast, um, which I will answer when I kind of get my head around the feelings. Didn't I tell you? Have a listen to that um, Anatomy of Angels uh, episode again. Every six to twelve months, something happens that reopens the whole story again. This story is not finished, and I'll talk about it more um, when I get my head around the feelings. And and you know, I don't know. I don't even know if I should answer it. I don't even know. But anyway, this is the Irish Songwriters Podcast. Check it out from the start. That's one positive thing that I've noticed that people who have come to listen to the Robbie Williams episode have stayed and listened. Uh, listens to more episodes which is great and for the first time this week i noticed in the in the you know the numbers that you get um that people were listening to the episodes of the podcast more than they were listening to the robbie williams episode so that's a positive thing for me so for nothing if if nothing else i thank blind blind boy for mentioning the podcast because it has attracted lots of uh, new listeners so thank you very much new listeners and thank you very much old listeners this is the irish songwriters 